Hello, my name is Lily. I live in this flat. Hello, my name is Tamara <laughs> and I don't live in this flat. Welcome to our first podcast in our new series called Oddment and Squeak. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Oh, oh. <laughs> We're going to be great at this. I can, I can really tell. <laughs> So the idea behind this podcast, we were initially, our plan was, because we both got very, very obsessed. Very obsessed. With a book series called Discovery of Witches. And then that <laughs> obsession increased when the series came out on Amazon. Was it on Amazon? Or was it Sky? Amazon, yeah. Amazon. Oh no, Sky, 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 Sky. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, right, well, we have to do something on this. And we were initially going to do a podcast that was entirely devoted to the Discovery of Witches. Yeah. Um, where my only contribution would be drooling over Matthew de Claremont. And my only contribution would be drooling over Galloglass. So <laughs> got mixed feelings there. <laughs> but yes, we decided that that maybe wouldn't work as a podcast. So what we, we have an inability to stick to one topic. It would be 40 minutes of us talking about absolute nonsense and then 10 minutes at the end when we were like, oh yeah, we were going to say something about Discovery of Witches, right? <laughs> and so we decided instead we're going to do something that is focused on all the things we love. So books, TV, bits of popular culture that we think are popular, which might be slightly different from... From what most people think is popular culture. <laughs> <laughs> and like all the nerdy shit. So expect... Lots of, well, I'm incapable of making references because I have the short-term memory of a tiny bug. And so do I. So, <laughs> you know, when I try and describe something, it's usually, and then that's the thing that happened with the thing, and then he did the thing. And unfortunately, know? I usually know what she means, but I'm also incapable of articulating what we're talking about. So I'm sure <laughs> this is going to be really, really good. So... In the sort of vein of that, we thought we'd have a quick chat about Discovery of Witches and why we love it and why two graduate English, uh, English graduates even, graduate English people, that doesn't quite have the same ring to it. You can tell we did well in our degrees. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm so glad we went to a Russell Group University. <laughs> it's been so useful in my day-to-day -day life. <laughs> I was having a conversation with somebody in, in an interview um, a couple of weeks ago and they were like, oh, so why did you decide to go into marketing? And I was like, because I didn't want to be a teacher. <laughs> Literally, that's it. Yeah. You're an English <laughs> graduate. Do you want to go into marketing or do you want to go into teaching? <laughs> yeah, hmm. pretty much. And I, I really went against the grain with my career choice you know as, a, as an English graduate I was like no I don't want to be typical I really want to move away from what's expected of you know English graduates literature students uh, so I became a librarian <laughs> <laughs> whenever anybody at work is like oh can you like you get a proofreading or whatever and I'm like yeah that's literally the only thing I remember from my degree that's helpful <laughs> yeah or as I said the other day my entire degree was just being disappointed by old white men yeah, that's very accurate. Yeah. Most of my favourite books, because um, the, what was it? The 18th century module was just a nightmare for me because not a fan. Reason and Passion. Yeah, that was it. Mm -hmm. was an absolute nightmare until we got to, is it Pamela or Evelina? I think it was Pamela as the one with the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> and then Evelina is <laughs> the one with the sea captain, right? Yes. So there were these two very normal 18th century books, very, not Austen vibe, because I love Austen, but 
pre-Austin. Yeah, because yeah, she's the way later anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's just like, Lily, you're talking about the 18th century. Again, we did really well on our degrees. Also, we've not introduced ourselves at all. No, no, there's no need to. They don't need to know who we are. <laughs> We're just two voices on the internet amongst a cacophony of other voices. Uh, yeah, we haven't even worked out who's Oddman and who's Squeak, although I think I'm I, probably Squeaky. You're Squeak, I'm Oddman. <laughs> that's established. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, and in these books, they're very, very typical in a lot of ways. It's all about virtue and staying away from men and it's these angelic women who have to do everything right in order to prevent i mean that's just good like that's just good life advice don't touch people's hands don't show anyone your ankles all that sort of good good modern stay six feet away from each other (laughs) (laughs) wear a face covering at all times (laughs) feels about right yeah and in the middle of all of this sort of high drama oh but I love him, but he is not the right man for me. And, oh, this weird man keeps trying to touch my leg or whatever. <laughs> In the middle of this sort of reasonably normal narrative, there would just occasionally be a moment of absolute insanity. So in Pamela, there's this moment where they race two grannies. So <laughs> these two members of the aristocracy decide they're wagering on like all sorts of different things, like, place and bets and all that kind of thing and they decide ultimate race for them to bet on is for them to each pick a local grandmother and then train her up and then race the grandmothers like you do yeah <laughs> Casual, yeah entertainment tuesday afternoon in the 18th century um and yeah and they end up racing these grandmothers and it's just it's not commented on it's not that at no point is anybody around them like Guys, this is a little bit strange. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> yeah, when you look at reviews at the time and nobody was like, oh yeah, I mean, it's a relatively normal book. Apart from that bit with the grandmothers, right? <laughs> now, this has led me on to another topic. There's something that you've brought up a few times is about the uh, the problem with growing up as someone who exclusively reads books. Um, and that is having words in your head and not pronouncing them correctly. Oh, what did I just say? Wagering? Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) This is a constant problem for me. Because then you never talk to anybody about this stuff, or people are too polite. They're way too polite, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so I was like, now, it could be that it's spur of the moment when you're trying to discuss things and when you're aware that you're being recorded, your sentences and your words go all over the place. But with you, Lily, I'm like, actually, no, it's something that you've brought up quite a few times is how often you get words wrong because you've only pronounced them in your head. So I thought I'd bring that up as a yeah. an interesting thing. Because the big one, the one that I consistently get made fun of is closet. So I have to say very deliberately because for over a decade, I've been pronouncing it closet. <laughs> general just what they make so many weird faces at me closet <laughs> and i've always blamed it on the fact that my mum is canadian yeah and whenever i say that people are like yeah bollocks like that's <laughs> that's not an excuse you can't it's not another language like uh-huh. <laughs> what are you even saying 
for my mum, whenever it, it's an or sound, like closet, closet, that's like a closet, 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 like something it's in a North American accent. Yeah. It's a, it's a, and that usually translates to or. Yeah. In the, the English accent. It just yeah. so happens that that's not the case with closet. Because <laughs> <laughs> the other one I do is rant. Rant. All the time. <laughs> Ranting, I'm having a rant about something. Because <laughs> I rant a lot. <laughs> she does rant a lot. <laughs> and it just sounds weird to me that it's not rant. <laughs> it's rant. <laughs> I, can't, I can't deal with it. In the same way, I really struggle saying ass, you know? Yeah. Really? Instead of ass. It's ass, yeah. But if you're talking about the donkey, then it's an ass. Yes. And I have to concentrate on it every single time <laughs> I say it because it feels wrong. The good thing is there aren't a lot of situations where you've got to talk about donkeys. You'd think that. <laughs> <laughs> Comes up surprisingly often. <laughs> I have a wide-ranging palette of conversation starters tomorrow. I can... How dare you judge me? <laughs> I can accept the regional differences in pronunciations between, you know, like... Is it is it a long A or a short A? Dance, dance, um, scone, 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 scone. Yeah, um, but I will never accept. I will never accept rant. <laughs> well, too bad. <laughs> Stop trying to make rant happen, Lily. <laughs> it's like you're trying to be too southern, too home counties. <laughs> yeah. And now we've just limited this entire podcast to people in the UK, all of the North Americans, just being like. What's a home county? <laughs> it's it's a it's an area of land where you can be particularly cozy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I was showing my sister uh, a TikTok the other day, and it was somebody talking about. Oh yeah, no. So the fifth of July every year is called the Caterpillar Day. Um, yeah, he's not the Queen. He is two days. Yeah, I, I said it was the other day, and um. If you're born on that day, traditionally you name your child Colleen or Colin. And very turned to me. And I was showing it to her being like, ha like, look what people will believe on the internet. <laughs> Not that anybody would really believe that. And she was like, really? And I was like, Mary? <laughs> Mary? <laughs> Not only, okay? Not only does this sound ridiculous. You know what a Colin the Caterpillar is. Why would that have a national day? Let alone two. And secondly... My birthday's the 5th of July, and my name's not Colleen. <laughs> Straight facts. <Yeah. laughs> I got messaged on Facebook in one of the groups that I'm in because I replied to a post, and I didn't say anything that was particularly regional. All I said was, not going to lie, I hate that I know this. And someone commented back to me saying... Are you from London? <laughs> <laughs> and this was this is a group of international people, overwhelmingly American, actually. But yeah, saw my message, and for some reason that clicked in her head of me just saying, "NGL, I hate that I know this. Are you from London?" <laughs> and I wish I could have said no. <laughs> it makes me realise how many words just sound because i think it's particularly when you're you've british right yeah you've grown and, and for a lot of european countries as well you've grown up with so much american content mm -hmm. and because 90 percent of the stuff i watch 
is American, especially as I have an aggressive aversion to cringe cringe humor. Like I can't watch it. It makes me absolutely hate it. Really, really uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> because too much of my life has been this comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more distance when it's a a joke about. I don't know. And 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 you will hear quite a few stories of. Um, by the way, her name is Lily, um, <laughs> and her name is Tamara. <laughs> hello. Uh, you will hear quite a few stories of Lily's mishaps. Um, yes. There are many. I... There are so many. Too L- many. Lily's, Lily's life is basically a slapstick comedy <laughs> reel. <laughs> Which is perfect. So my mum's like go-to sense of humour is slapstick. And I'm like, I was just providing laugh after laugh for you my whole childhood. <laughs> as far as I... The perfect comedic pairing is my mum's sense of humour and me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, with Americans. I was like, oh, what? I am clumsy. What? Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> but um, with American shows, whenever there's an English person on the show, I'm like, what accent is that? Because <laughs> it sounds so weird. So I'm like, is that Australian? And then I listen to it. I'm like, no, it's my fucking accent. <laughs> I'm like, not. Jesus, Lily. <laughs> It's just like, how? How does it sound so alien? How does my own accent that I hear mm-hmm. every day, everybody around me has a, like a reasonably similar accent to me. How yeah. am I not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you recognise a Geordie accent straight away. Yeah. Uh, or a Welsh one. But then mm. when it comes to, you know, just South. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or uh, Queen's English uh, sometimes, which is most of what uh, British accents are on American TV and yeah, because it's always like, they're... would you like a cup of tea? Oh, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> uh, you know, and because we're always the villains, and so we have to have you know extra mm. uh, Queen's English. We're either the talking. villain or like the weird exchange student. That seems to be yeah. the yeah the vibe that we give <laughs> off as a as a nation as a nation. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm worried laughs> <of> that. <laughs> hey, volunteer. If you need a villain in your life, it's if you you know, you need someone to strive against, somebody mm-hmm. who's Yep. You know. We should have four higher, you can get your own English villain. <laughs> yeah. And between the two of us, I'm the villain and you're the weird exchange student. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you gonna say? <laughs> brutal <laughs> <laughs> I'd make a great villain I don't know what you're talking about that would be the worst villain this from the woman who decided in a D&D campaign to play a ninja dwarf yeah <laughs> and then I didn't sneak once there was no sneaking I was just used as a cannonball <laughs> duration of it it was just like oh great we have now have a cannonball with an axe this is going to work great <laughs> I could even turn invisible for half a campaign because it was homebrew. Yeah. I didn't use it once. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and now I run D&D. <laughs> so... <laughs> and I think that that's something that we should definitely talk about um, is D&D stuff because I love hearing about it and I love learning about it and I don't really play um i love talking about D&D. but yeah and i love hearing about D. i just don't have the energy to do it um, yeah because it especially when like certainly the way i run D, um and every everybody runs D differently um but there are three key elements to D. you've got role play combat 
and um the third one the third one there is a third element <laughs> jesus what is it <laughs> the third one <laughs> I'm be looking back at this i'm like lily dear god why um but yeah there's a third one clearly i don't do the third one <laughs> playing in combat <laughs> yeah I they make up most of the game right you're either talking to other characters at the, the mm-hmm. table or you're in combat yeah um and that's i know there's a third one stats maths enjoying Maybe that's kind of it yeah because some people because there are like quite a few different types Min-maxing. of maxing yeah that's a big part of it because there are like the tables so i run a a couple of different games and one of the ones i've sort of regularly run it's mostly the same group that i've been running for for about two to three years um and in that group we've got somebody who is all about combat it's my partner (laughs) (laughs) it's just he's just like no i'm not engaging with any of this roleplay shit just like let me know when i need to start rolling dice that's his (laughs) his investment in in D &D. and that's not to say he doesn't roleplay as well but the bit bit he enjoys most is combat and then you've got Chris, who is super into stats, so he just wants to build. So he doesn't ignore. It's not like he ignores role play. He's a very good role player, but he's really intent on making a effective member of the party. Mm. So he doesn't need to be the most powerful person in the room. He's not somebody who's like, oh, I want to be front and center all the time. But if he's going to play a support character, he wants to play a support character well. Yeah. So you know, whenever he comes up with a character design, that character is designed to function and then beth is very very focused on she's an illustrator so she's so focused on the aesthetic and then once she's got the aesthetic built she builds in everything so she will pick things that make sense for her character even if it's not optimal yeah like one of one of the character that she plays in our liars club campaign is basically uh was it her name honeyberry honeydew the one from Big Hero 6 that has the, the bag that makes po- like oh, things yeah. that she then throws. I've forgotten Honey her name. Melon, Honey like Melon, I think that might be it. Yeah. And it's basically, her character is basically that. She came up with <laughs> an entirely home-brewed um, class. And it was, it was a play off the Artificer, but completely home-brewed class. And it's not super powerful. She didn't home-brew herself like superpowers yeah she just homebrewed herself something that she thought the mechanic was cool and she was going to have fun playing with that as a as a role play element as well yeah so you just got lots of different approaches to the game which is really really fun yeah sorry so you, you... you mentioned D. no no, no but a... like <laughs> but as we said at the beginning this is literally going to be stream of conscious you know what are we thinking about in the moment because a good five minutes ago, we said we were going to have a discussion about a discovery of witches, and that never <laughs> happened. <laughs> we just mentioned it's something we like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and went on a full-on tangent of everything else. Uh, but I enjoy that. I don't I don't particularly have any structure to my conversations. Um, or my life in general, to be honest. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we're sitting in the middle of my living room at the moment, and... Because I don't make decisions in a in a sensible way, 
I decided to get rid of my bookcase, got rid of my bookcase and then have not replaced the bookcase. Yeah. So everything that was on the bookcase is just spread in piles, which means there's an absolutely huge pile of books over there. And then because I'm obsessed with collecting boxes, there are just boxes <laughs> everywhere <laughs> that would usually be on a bookcase. And sat in the middle of this chaos. We're now trying to record a podcast for the first time. <laughs> and then I didn't have the right cable for the mic. Because so, I hadn't done any pre-planning. <laughs> so we're just recording on my laptop. <laughs> uh, like the campaign, our podcast is homebrew. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Homebrew is home. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I had uh, my next door neighbour came in because he was thinking he might be able to take because I'm also trying to replace the sofa it's a whole thing um, he might be able to take the sofa off our hands it turns out it won't fit in his living room Aww. but he came over with his brother to check it out and his brother was just like where is all your art from? <laughs> he was like that's such a cool picture and I was like I know Discworld it's Terry Pratchett uh, and he was like what? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, what's that one? And I was like, oh, that's that's all Lord of the Rings stuff. I was like, okay. What about this one? And I'm like, oh, well, that's that's How's Moving Castle, but it's done in the style of The Kiss by Klimt. <laughs> and he was like, what were those words that just came out of What did any of that mean? <laughs> oh. you, you can't walk into Lily's flat and not be aware of the fact that she is a nerd yeah <laughs> i've definitely gone heavy on the accoutrement <laughs> <laughs> well the first thing you see when you walk into my living room is the axe gimli's axe yes yeah. and then you know i've got an, a shelf that's full of a signed picture of gimli <laughs> a <Yeah>. copper gnome <laughs> a copper horn yeah i've got a gong <laughs> no apparent reason it's either super nerdy or it's the things that my granddad didn't want anymore. And I was like, well, we can't throw that away. Why would you throw away a gong? Yes. Um, the other day I received from Lily a small, tiny, old, old, old box full of red stickers. Just hundreds of red stickers. And I was like, well, I need this. <laughs> I need all of these stickers. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but like, I have to have them. And I think that's very much one of the, like, it's not a reason, but it's a symptom of why we get on so well. Yeah. It's my whole family were like, why are you keeping a box of red stickers? And I was like, oh, well, I don't want them, but someone's going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> like, what else are you going to do with it? If you're going to chuck it in the bin, this is a perfectly serviceable, bo serviceable box. Uh-huh. Boxes are great in general. The yep. most exciting thing I think you can give anybody is a box. Uh -huh. I've given lots of people boxes. <laughs> They're always, <laughs> always like, mm. <laughs> thanks, I guess. There's nothing in the box. I'm like, but it's a potential box. <laughs> uh -huh. I, I, yeah, I'm obsessed with boxes and tins. Uh, I love them. Um, but this has just made me think of a couple Christmases ago uh, where your gift to me, some people might have received it and been like, Okay, what? I'm very glad you liked it. <laughs> I was very worried. Her gift to me was a piece of wood. And I love that piece of wood so much. It is the perfect piece of wood to put, like, a candle and a trinket on. And, like, it's just, 
fantastic. Um, to be clear, I didn't go out into the woods <laughs> and just pick up a piece of wood, then wrap it, then give it to Tad. I would have been okay with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And I know you would have done. But I'm terrible at woodwork, so it's a piece of wood I purchased. Yeah, it's like sanded and varnished and everything. Yes, yeah, you know. It's really lovely. Yeah. And I, I bought it for you. And then my mum was like, what's that for? And I was like, oh, I'm going to give it to Tan for Christmas. And she was like, okay, well, what does it do? And I'm like, oh, um, well, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yeah. But she'll love it. And I was like, I'm reasonably sure she's going to love this. <laughs> I hadn't even considered that you wouldn't love it until my mum was like, <laughs> Uh, consequences of recording conversations. Lily did just make a face there of like judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's like ninety percent of the way I communicate. So I don't yeah. know why we decided to go for the podcast. <laughs> Maybe uh, we'll have to do a, an addendum to the podcast with yes. pictures and all the faces I'm making. <laughs> but, you know, and if you go to section yeah, two minutes thirteen seconds, Lily would have been making this face. <laughs> I'd be giving people way too much um, material to deep fake me into. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that anybody would want to do that, but I want to remain in the position where nobody would want to do that. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so if you, if you enter my room, um, oh. the, the vibe you get is, oh, she likes women and the moon. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Tam's room is absolutely transformational. Because it's just, it, so you have, a, it's a very white box room, right? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I could hit my boyfriend yelling in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very white box room. And what Tam's done with it is extraordinary. It's so aesthetic. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I have, it's when I look at you and my sister and my mum, I'm like, I have no aesthetic. I just <laughs> have like weird things I put in like, bunches that's my aesthetic an obsession and an obsession with orange yeah <laughs> like, i have no aesthetic it's just i have things and sometimes they work together and sometimes they don't you go into your room and you can tell it's created like, yeah it's gorgeous art gorgeous bits of illustration you use your books as just this beautiful even your jewellery looks like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she has this uh, area where she hangs all of her necklaces and stuff and it looks like a fucking art display. Yeah. My jewellery is in a box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's years of collecting these art prints and not being able to do anything with them because I've always lived in places where I can't put things on the walls mm. um, and then moving into this flat last year and the landlord just being like, yeah, you can put whatever you want on the walls as long as you fix it before you leave. And I was like, hello? Yes. Must frame everything. <laughs> um, yeah, a little part of me was like, oh no, when I went to Ikea and I realised how much I was spending on frames. Um, it's extraordinary. Yeah, but it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm committed to Ikea for frames now. Yeah, um, To the point that there is one frame in this living room that is not exactly the same Ikea look. Yes. And it annoys me. <laughs> And then there's a gold one, but the gold one doesn't look like it's trying to be an Ikea frame. Yeah, yeah. And the gold one's nice because it's so 
big yeah um that it takes up a nice portion of space yeah and it's so different from the rest but then that one flat frame just stands out it's just being weird and like we said at the beginning we will talk about anything and everything that comes into that Oh, oh, I did actually, I did bring something up on my phone that I thought we could do as like a fun, because <laughs> the two things in life we most enjoy doing are talking and then judging people, right? Oh, love it. <laughs> we are not ashamed of this fact. <laughs> we are here, the arbiters of at least our own opinions. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I found... So I'm absolutely obsessed with Am I the Arsehole on Reddit. And I think you know what that is, right? Yes. Yeah, you've shared some of them with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know, it's a subreddit where people effectively post up stories where they are checking if they're the arsehole in a situation. And it's all pinch of salt. 90% of them, that person is very much not the arsehole in the story they're telling about what happened. Mm-hmm. But, you, you, you know, you're, you're fully aware of the fact that you know, if I told a story about a situation in which I've been an arsehole, I would probably be pretty convincing that I wasn't the arsehole by mm. leaving out pieces and pieces of information and <laughs> editing my memory about how certain things happened and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. Um, and it's effectively putting it out there in order for people to make judgments on whether or not you're, you're the arsehole. Um, and so, so what I'm going to do is I've filtered Am I the Arsehole for the last week. Um, so we've got the top ones. I'm going to read out five options okay for titles and then you tell me which one you want okay. to go through all right okay am i the arsehole for calling out my kid's future stepmom for treating me like a surrogate am i the arsehole for putting ugly one-way mirrors on windows facing one of my neighbors because i saw the husband looking in my windows i think we can make a judgment on that straight i mean straight up not an arsehole <laughs> why why is We're that discounting that one <laughs> Uh, Jesus. reported to the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Am I the arsehole for no longer making my husband sandwiches to take to work after discovering he was selling them? Uh, no, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> Is he sharing that cash dollar with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that would be the... Oh my God, okay. Scrap anything else, we're going into this. One. I'm going to read it out. Okay, my husband works at an advertising company we are struggling a bit financially because we're saving up to purchase a new apartment he is used to eating fast food and it was costly he had no problem spending money daily on fast food and after doing the math he spent more than 300 a month on just fast food 20 Bloody daily. Hell. that is so much that is so much 20 dollars right daily. already the husband is the asshole <laughs> okay if you're struggling financially you shouldn't be no. buying food every day no yeah i mean even fast if you're food. not, you shouldn't be buying fast food every day. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. I'm like, don't get me wrong. Fucking love fast food. Uh-huh. But I'm aware it's not a good like, yeah. diet choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so already we're not on his side. Um, we live in an expensive area. I talked to him about it. He agreed that I make sandwiches for him to take with him to work. Okay. I need some context on whether or not she works. Because if she works full-time, he works full-time, and she's making sandwiches for him. Mm-hmm. Just so he doesn't spend this money. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Oh, but it's it's all about the way you split domestic work. Yeah. It might be that he does other things. I just always assume that 
the woman's getting the rough deal when it comes to yeah. domestic work. Yeah. <laughs> Despite us both being in situations where we have a dude in our lives who does most of the domestic work. <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh, I haven't taken the bins out for <laughs> at least two years now. <laughs> we both have house husbands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah that way he eats healthy and we spare money we have spare money for rent everything was going well i noticed he wouldn't respond when i asked whether he liked the sandwiches i make but kept on asking me to make more than two since he was hungry yesterday he came home with his friend and co-worker we sat at the dinner table and his friend brought up the sandwiches i make for my husband and how delicious they are i thanked him and then he said that and he said the price was a bit much I was confused and I asked him to explain and he said my husband sells the sandwiches I make to his co-workers and then goes to buy his own lunch from the restaurant. I was stunned. My husband denied it. I began arguing with him after his friend left. He said there's nothing wrong with it. I told him I will no longer be making him sandwiches Mm -hmm. if he's selling them to buy fast food. He defended himself calling this an overreaction since he's not spending money on fast food and said I was being unfair to start an argument over this. I just walked into the bedroom and stayed there. Uh, Then he said I owe him an apology for God knows (laughs) what and he didn't think it was acceptable of me to lash out and say I won't make him sandwiches anymore. Jesus! Okay. (laughs) So clearly she is the arsehole. No. (laughs) No. He is absolutely the arsehole. Yeah. You know, like, I could get on board if he was selling one of the sandwiches and then being like, hey, let's put this, yeah, six dollars, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he's selling them for way more than six dollars. Yeah. Um, if he was, he's using it to replace twenty dollars a yeah. day on food, then he's, it's, I always struggle with dollars anyway on like what that means in mm-hmm. terms of purchase power. It's <laughs> like six pounds, seven pounds. It's got to be right. Yeah, that's too much for a sandwich. That's way too much for a sandwich. Unless they're like go down I mean, Marks and Spencer's, get yourself two pound forty five sandwich. But it does sound like they were good sandwiches. <laughs> this is oh, okay. The first thing we've got to establish is how good are these sandwiches? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it like a proper like New York deli kind of yeah, yeah, number yeah. with the pickles and the mustard? Yeah, I think the different... key question I need an answer on: Does it have a pickle? <laughs> if it has a pickle that's like a class sandwich yeah exactly i'd like i don't know the way i imagine american sandwiches is they all have those little like the oh the toothpick the, the toothpick with an olive on top uh-huh. yeah <laughs> i see it they're else. all club sandwiches <laughs> all club sandwiches i don't know what a club sandwich is no i have no idea they're all club sandwiches <laughs> Okay, so we've established it's a good sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> In our mental version of this. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's an exquisite sandwich. Yeah, um, absolute peak. Yeah. So I could be on board if he was selling on one of these exquisite sandwiches and then being like, hey, look, I found a way for us to make just a little bit of petty cash. Yeah. Um, here you go. That's yeah. offsetting the cost of my sandwich as well. Isn't that great? Yeah. But to, to be selling it, so that you can go away and eat fast food, okay? Especially as it wasn't like he was just... Um, and I know there's always that difference, and there's not much of a difference between omitting information and outright lying. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just he was taking it to work and he was omitting the information that he was selling on his single sandwich. Yeah. But the fact that he was like, oh, I'm really hungry at work, can you make me too? Yeah. 
just so he could get more money yeah. to eat fast food. Yeah. Especially when I imagine this is not the only sacrifice that's being made in the group. Uh-huh. Like when you're saving up to buy a house or anything or just trying to make sure that you have enough fucking money for rent. Oh, that's the first F-bomb. Oh, it's I've, I've, I've had at least eight F-bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, pretty sure you have them. I have, I have. Don't <laughs> worry, listen, and you'll hear all of my F-bombs. <laughs> Every time. So I, I swear a lot. It's a problem. But <laughs> I pretty much only use the F-word. Uh, the F-word. I pretty much only say fuck. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not suddenly like, pretend I can't say it. Um, and whenever I use like harsher swear words, so like I I went through a massive phase of using cunt a lot, and then because I found it really offensive that people thought it was so offensive, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, no, I'm not a student anymore. <laughs> I can't <laughs> pretend this is me going on a one woman. I'm so edgy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so edgy. I say these words that nobody else can say. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and now the only time I use that word is when I'm drunk. So, <laughs> so whenever, whenever I'm drunk and I like James will do something, I'll be like, "Oh, dumb cunt," and he'd be like, "It's drunk, Lily." <laughs> James, would you like to say hello to the audience? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this guy is not only see the arsehole. He's not only the asshole, but he is actively lying to his uh-huh. wife. And the the whole point was, it it wasn't a single strand thing. It mm-hmm. wasn't, hey, let's save money by you not spending this daily. It was, hey, I'm gonna spend money on groceries mm-hmm. to make you these sandwiches. Yeah, I'm gonna. So I'm spending money and I'm spending time. Yeah, and you are profiting off that whilst lying to me about yeah the fact that you're profiting off it. Yeah, and to fully to have a colleague say. Oh, yeah, they're delicious. I've done this. Yes, I bought them. And for him to turn around and just straight up be like, no, 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 no. That's, that's, not, not, that's not happening. Like, you're shady as fuck. Yeah, Jesus. So shady. He's so quick to lie. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm quite quick to lie if I think a lie is going to make the conversation easier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we I all are. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but I'd like to think I wouldn't lie about something that, you know, it's in a relationship. Nice. Yeah, in a relationship like, like that. If you gave me, like, okay, like, so let's do this as a different scenario. If you gave me, okay, so Tamara is the most incredible crochet woman crochet. in the world. I have now kitted myself out, like, <laughs> <laughs> head to toe in wonderfully cozy, gorgeous crochet. So if I'd asked you, hey, could you make me a hat? Mm-hmm. And then you invested the time. And you bought the wool and all of that kind of stuff. And then I was like, this is wonderful, but my head's really cold. Can you make me a second hat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I love you. I'm mm-hmm. happy to make you hats. And you made me a second hat. And then you found out I'd sold both those hats to people. I would be pissed. Yeah. Jesus. I would be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would, I would, that would I'd be, be like, such a betrayal. <laughs> I'd be like, bitch, better have my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, well, give me that money then. Jesus, it's not what it's meant to be. You're not meant to sell other people's stuff. Uh-huh. This is the problem with capitalism. No, let's not go down that. Yeah, I just oh, find oh, it. Ex- oh, oh. <laughs> it's a capitalist siren. Yes. 
you probably will hear sirens actually as i live on a main road right next to apparently yeah. the main thoroughfare for all ambulances police officers etc fire trucks we once looked out the window and there were seven fire trucks on the road they they do seem to do um like practice runs around here yeah because we've looked out the window before and been like why is everything flashing and there were two down by the road and then two across and mm-hmm. like, where have all these fires i didn't know we had this many <laughs> <laughs> in this economy <laughs> basic level i don't understand the fire people the fire people, the fire people. we don't understand the it's, fire people. it's 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 i'm either talking about firemen or i'm talking about people who set fires i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna say which it is <laughs> but, we're sticking firm with that statement <laughs> yeah absolutely because for me i'm like okay what you do is 100 percent essential and i want to I think you should get all the funding in the world to make sure that you're there to put out fires. But they're also super busy, right? Mm-hmm. Like every time you hear about fire people in the yeah. news, they've got a lot on. They're yeah. having to set a lot of fires, you know? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, they're, 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 you know, they're, they're short staffed or, you know, they're not having enough people to cover shifts. And I know a part of that is because they have to be 24 7. Yeah. It's also because over the last 10 years, they've been shutting more and more firehouses in London. Oh, so they're doing more coverage. Yeah. Um, But I just want to know what the other things they do are. Because it is, it's one of those things where I'm like, I know they do other things. I know what an important element they are. It's funny you should bring this up because I'm <laughs> obsessed with a TV show oh, yeah, called Chicago Fire. <laughs> <laughs> and granted... Chicago Fire is, it's it's obviously, it's Chicago. It's very American-based. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so they deal with a lot of shootings and whatnot. Oh, you're not talking um, about Chicago up in Yorkshire, then? No, 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 no. <laughs> Boston. It's Boston. Boston in Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> I just will always remember, the only, the only time I ever heard about Boston in Yorkshire was literally because they voted leave. Wait, there's in a Boston in Yorkshire? There's a Boston up <laughs> to anything that I had any knowledge of. It's the original Boston. Oh my god, I did not know that. Yeah, and they voted leave. Um, So, fuck Boston. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, the show Chicago Fire, it it does show that, like, the the fire service does so much more than Mm. just fires. Like, any time there's any kind of accident, um, buildings that have structural damage and you know, all of that kind of stuff, they mm. end up going to it um, and dealing with all of that. So, yeah, they do do a lot. But also, they have, uh, a, on Chicago Fire, the fictional show, <laughs> <laughs> um, their their shifts are quite long, so they do have a lot of downtime, um, yeah. during which time they'll be, like, looking after equipment, um, mm. getting sleep and... Training. And training. I imagine and, takes up a lot of it. Yeah, and also just relaxing, because I think mm. their shifts are, like, 24 hours or something um yeah they're like really long shifts uh and that's i think that's why they call them fire houses because they end up spending so much of their time yeah yeah, like cooking and watching tv and all that kind of stuff so yeah oh that makes sense yeah it's a really great show (laughs) kind of obsessed with the chicago franchise because that's the one with the guy from criminal minds right um no from house 
Right, yeah, it's the yeah, Australian, yeah. The Australian guy, <laughs> and I completely missed that it was him. It was uh, my house. SWAT housemate. is the one with the guy from Criminal Minds. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. With uh, What's Shamar name? Moore. Is it Shamar Moore? I want to say it's Shamar Moore, but he's gorgeous. Yeah, he's the most beautiful <laughs> thing that has ever existed. Yes. <laughs> no, Chicago Fire. Oh, Kansas. I just said thing. That's not right. <laughs> Talking about objectifying men, <laughs> just straight up called a man a thing. <laughs> just as bad. <laughs> He's the most beautiful specimen. <laughs> oh no, that's even worse. <laughs> that makes you sound like you're an alien collecting, like yes, <laughs> Pokemon card type things. I could be down for that. <laughs> Uh, but no, Chicago Fire is the Australian guy from House, um, and he he has a mm, borderline acceptable uh, Chicago accent. Uh, but my housemate uh, co- is constantly pointing out uh, every time he slips up, and you hear the slight Australian twang, and I can't hear it. I don't notice it at mm. all. Um, but maybe she's more attuned to the well, nuances. Well, she spends some time in America. Yeah, so yeah. She, she grew up in California, so yeah. maybe she's more attuned to the American accent, whereas I'm just there going, eh, generic American accent, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Is it, I, had a, I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and they were making fun of me for the fact that I can't do a North American accent at all. As you may have heard earlier when I tried to say classic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, despite half my family being Canadian. Yeah. And a big part of that is I don't hear their accents. Mm. To You know, when my mum talks, I don't hear her accent. Yeah. She's just, that's just my mum's voice. I don't notice the differences particularly fr- frequently. Yeah. Until like, when she gets off the phone with uh, anybody and then suddenly she's swearing more. And <laughs> 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 Fucking A. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just don't hear her accent. So for me, me doing my mum's accent, I'm like, especially with my mum, you know, she's been here for 30 years. Yes. Yeah. Plus, plus. Yeah. Because she was here for like five years before she met my dad. Um, her, most people who meet her are confused about where her accent's from anyway. <laughs> she gets Irish a lot. Yeah. Because it's just slightly softened, yeah. I think. There's this woman on TikTok that I have to scroll past her videos every time they come up because her accent is like nails down a chalkboard to me. She's an American who's lived in Yorkshire for the last like five, yes. six years. Yes. I can't. It's such a weird blend of American <laughs> and Yorkshire, but I'm just like, I can't. I can't deal with it. It sounds awful. <laughs> I, I think I've seen the same lady. Yeah. I love her accent. <laughs> And this coming from me, who, you know, prizes to anyone who can figure out the three places in the UK that I've lived and the original country that I'm from, um, <laughs> because my accent will just go all over the place sometimes. Um, most of the time I do just sound like I'm from London, uh, but I'll say stuff sometimes and people are like, what is what? that? What? what are why, these? Why are you pronouncing it like that? What is going on? Yeah, I have no excuse for all of the things that I'm saying. You have so many excuses to mispronounce words, and you don't. <laughs> Hypervigilance. <laughs> Laziness. <laughs> um. We did it. We talked for... 
48 minutes, Lily. Jesus. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we never really... We didn't talk about all the stuff. We didn't talk about we didn't, we didn't. we didn't really podcast. But uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I think a little bit of editing. And uh, <laughs> No, I refuse to edit it. It's going out in no, all of its confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Ninety percent of it was probably us laughing. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. And I've realised more and more, um, you know, because we've had conversations before about being on the phone with people and what role you take in uh, conversations and social mm. settings. Um, and I think this is one of the reasons that we work so well is that you're you're a talker and you always have a story or a topic that you want to talk about never knowingly without an opinion never ever knowingly <laughs> without an opinion uh whereas i'm much more of a you contr- speak up when you've got something so. yeah a contributor uh I'm, I'm more likely to kind of like think about or call back to something that's been said in Mm. you know as part of the conversation and i think that works quite nicely yeah i'd like to um, think so yeah well this is effectively we've just recorded one of the, what, like this is just what happens every time we hang out <laughs> welcome to just a conversation between the two of us like this was not prepped this was not prepared this is it is what it is just so, yeah. so if you end up listening to this please let us know uh what you like what you don't like not too many things of what you don't like we are precious precious children no lily's precious i'm I'm, precious (laughs) i'm completely not precious because i honestly couldn't give two shits about what people on the internet think about me um (laughs) i'm not there yet i've got soft skin (laughs) so level all the criticism towards me um let us know what you think uh we'll probably well we'll actually get my mic set up for the next one um and yeah thanks for tuning in to Odman and squeak thank and you very much yeah speak to you soon bye 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 now <laughs>